to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join with us now as Pastor Joe Pettick teaches from the book of Revelation. Chapter 16. If you can open up with me, please, to Revelation 16, picking up in verse 1. Title of our message is, Under What Influence? If you were to write down things that influence your life, what would those things be? Things that influence your spiritual walk, things that influence you maybe for good and for bad. And I would would ask that, you know, what would those type of things be? If you were to write down a list of a daily, uh, a daily list of things that influence you every day, would those be good things that influence your life? Every day we're, we have things that come our way that want to influence us, don't we? We have a media that wants to influence us. We have evil that wants to influence us. But also we have the Lord that wants to influence us. Amen. I remember uh, growing up, I remember a close relative of mine, he had a drinking problem, and even from a distance, I would know if he was drinking or not. I could tell by the way he walked. Sometimes he'd walk up the driveway, and he'd walk like this up the driveway, you know. And from a distance, for I, I could tell that he was under the influence of alcohol. I would be able to tell by the way he talked. Sometimes he would slur his words. He wasn't able to talk as he would without the influence of alcohol. I was able to know also by the way he talked because he would say things, hurtful things and terrible things that he would never say if he wasn't under the influence of the alcohol. And I believe as believers, people should be able to tell by the way we walk that we're believers. Even from a distance, they should know by the way we walk that that we're believers, that we're different. And by the way we talk, the, the things that we say, what are those things that influence us? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Amen? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to, one of the things here, we, as we look at the book of Revelation in chapter 16, we're going to touch on that, the things that influence us. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask if we can all stand again, because I'm going to read the whole chapter. So can we stand again, please? Sunday morning calisthenics. There we go. Verse 1, chapter 16, the book of Revelation, and it says, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple, saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man. And every living creature in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the river and springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the water saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. For it is their just due. Verse 7, And I heard another From the altar saying, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who had power over these plagues. And they did not repent and give him glory. 
Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and on his kingdom, and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and did not repent of their deeds. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, Jesus speaking, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walks naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there was noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such and mighty and great earthquake that had never occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the city of the nations fell. The great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plagues of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Let's pray one more time. Lord, again, we ask that we could make application. And Lord, we pray that you'd give us an understanding of this chapter that we just read. Because Lord, you said there's a threefold blessing when we hear it, when we read it, but also when we apply it, when we, we apply these things. So Lord, show us how we can apply it and help us to have understanding of this word that we're reading here. Bless it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You could be seated. Wow. That's some pretty heavy stuff, isn't it? Obviously, we're looking at the time of tribulation. For the born-again believer, those that have God's Holy Spirit and have a personal relationship with Jesus, they won't have a part of this. Can we say amen to that? <laughs> and this is the part of the Bible that we don't really like talking about. It's punishment. And it's interesting, the Bible says, you know, God punishes those that he loves. And we see that throughout the book of Revelation, you know, there's... Wrath is poured out, and truly it's, it's wrath to bring people to repentance, to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus, and to turn away from the ways of the world. And, and it's like God is saying, I don't want to have to hurt you. I don't want to have to hurt you. I don't want to have to hurt you. But at the point we're getting here, this is the final judgment. This is the final. It's the, the, the bold judgments that are being poured out. And at this point, we read, as we read throughout the chapter, nobody repents, nobody turns. And I don't even... Personally, I don't understand that. When God chastens me a little bit, I'm like, yes, sir, yes, Lord, yes, it's me, okay. I was wrong, bad, bad, bad. I don't want anything to do with that. And that's a good, healthy relationship to have with God. These guys, they have sores. They have their, they're scorched with fire from the sun. The sun's going to scorch men, and it's going to be so horrific, and they're just like, they're blasting. In other words, they're cursing God and saying, you, you, you're not going to do anything. And they're just like, they're vile. They're rebellious. 
How many people here know that God hates rebellion? Do we all know that? <laughs> he hates it. But on those that refuse to turn and to accept the sacrifice of his son Jesus, who took the penalty, who took the punishment, punishment will go upon them, will come upon them. Jesus had open wounds. Jesus was scorched in the sun as he hung upon the cross. As we read, darkness fell, darkness fell on the earth when Jesus was crucified on the cross. All the punishment and wrath was poured out on his son Jesus for every one of us. But if you don't accept the, wrath, the, the, the free gift of salvation that comes through the cross, then the wrath will be poured out on you, is what we're reading here. And our loved ones that don't have Jesus as Lord and Savior, they need to understand, wrath is coming, judgment is coming. You don't want to be a part of that. Look at verse uh, 1 again. It says, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seventh angel, excuse me, to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. The mark of the, the beast is the Antichrist. We all know that, right? There's, we've been looking at that for some time. There's going to be a world leader. He's going to be an economic leader. He's going to be a military leader. He's going to be a political leader. And many, many are going to follow him. He'll be uh, the world dictator, basically. And he'll be on the scene. But he's going to be, I believe, very charismatic. People are going to love this person. And they're going to follow him. And people from all over the world are going to, you know, go after him. And then at one point, you know, he's going to have a peace treaty, as we looked at, with the nation of Israel. Seven-year peace treaty that will be signed with the Muslim nations. They're going to rebuild the third temple. Did anybody hear that? This is the Sanhedrin. This is in the news. I don't know if you heard this or not. The Sanhedrin wrote a note, a letter to uh, the new President Trump and to uh, Putin and asked if they would join together and, bo- and build the third temple. That's the, just news that just came out. So they're wanting to build the third temple. So they're asking them. I guess Putin, I saw a little video clip uh, back in, I think it was 2012, he went to the Wailing Wall and someone spoke to him in Russian and they said, you know, they were talking to him about the temple and we need to build the temple. And Putin had a prayer by the Wailing Wall and I guess he told the guy, this is just the, what I'm reading, but uh, he told, because I can't understand Russian, but there was a video clip, so I'm just taking their word for what they said. But, but they said, we need to build the temple. And according to that source, they said that Putin said, that's what I was praying for, that there would be another temple would be built, the Jewish temple. So they're asking, the Sanhedrins that's gathered together, they did send a, a, a letter to both of them and said, hey, why don't we build a third temple? So interesting stuff that's going on. But I got sidetracked with that. That's not where I was going with this. So in order for people during that time of tribulation to buy or sell, they need to have a mark. It'll be on their, their forehead or on their right hand. And the, remember, the angel flew by in, uh, in chapter 14, I believe it was. The angel said, basically, don't take the mark. Don't, don't, don't follow the beast. Don't follow his ways. His kingdom's falling. Don't take the mark. And so a warning went out. But the ones that refuse the warning of God, they take the mark and they have these sores. And it's called their loathsome sores. These are very painful sores. The, the word is literally ulcers, open ulcers, sores that won't heal. These men will be tormented with these these uh, ulcer-type sores, most likely on the outside of their bodies, they're very painful, as uh, the fifth bowl tells us, that they still have the sores, they stay with them. Some believe that it could be nuclear fallout, 
that from the nuclear fallout, people are going to have sores because that will happen, so they'll have sores all over. Um, I had an ulcer years ago before I knew the Lord, and they told me that, you know, it was, you know, just an ulcer inside of my intestines or whatever, and it was painful. I would eat lemon. I used to love lemons. I'd eat lemons all the time, and I'd get these painful, you know, pains in my stomach, and finally I went to the emergency room. It was so bad, and they said they're ulcers. I can't even imagine. I mean, the pain was terrible. So they're going to have these sores on their bodies. That's the first one, the first uh, wrath that's poured out, the bowl that's poured out. So you get the, the picture, these angels. There's seven angels. Seven's the number of completion. This is going to be the complete wrath that's going to be poured out. So you get this, this bowl, and we talked about this last week. The bowl is, is like a saucer. It's a, a shallow bowl. It's believed the reason why it's shallow because it's just going to be poured out real fast. It's like, that's it, and then everyone's going to get hit with these sores. And then one after another. So we get the sores with the first bowl. The second bowl that's poured out, it says that the sea becomes blood and every living creature in the sea dies. That's going to be a terrible day, won't it? Can you imagine the smell of that? The stench? Can you imagine washing up on these beaches right here on this sand, whales and dolphins and octopus and you name it, all these creatures, they just all being washed up. The stench is going to be so terrible that it, this, this property will not be desirable. Did you know that? Beachfront property, everyone's going to move out. Everyone's going to move out of the, the, the beachfront properties. It's, the stench is going to be unbelievable. And if you notice, it says that every living creature in the sea is going to die. And he turns it to blood, and he tells them, this is your just reward. You, you spilled the blood of the saints and the prophets. You killed my people, and so if you want blood, I'm going to make you have blood. Did you know that 70% of our world's oxygen comes from plant life, from the, um, the ocean, the marine plant life? 70, minimum, they say minimum 70% to 85% of all our oxygen comes from the ocean. Isn't that awesome? They say that people that live near the ocean, they live longer. That's probably one of the reasons why, because they, they have all this oxygen coming. After I heard this, I just stood near outside. I was just like, but then you have to factor in the pollution, though, that's coming at the same time. So I think it balances out. But so, you know, it, with that realization, the oxygen is going to be depleted from the world like crazy. People are going to have a hard time breathing from the oxygen being depleted from this second bold judgment that goes out. The third bold judgment that goes out, the rivers and the fresh water are going to become blood. And the angels in heaven, they're going to say, you are just and righteous, O Lord. Your, your judgments are true. And because they shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, you know, you gave them blood to drink, basically. And I, I, I find this interesting that God's judgments or punishments, they fit the crime. So they're saying, they, you, they shed blood, we're going to give them, you gave them blood. And I think about that with the time of Pharaoh, with Moses. Remember, uh, Pharaoh was drowning the, the Hebrew babies in the Nile River, right? Remember that? He was killing them. He was telling them, throw them in the Nile River, kill the babies, because they, they didn't want the Hebrews to rise up and take over because they were strong and mighty, and they were worried the population was going to be too much. So history even tells us, so they had the babies killed in the water in the Nile River. Remember that? Well, how did Pharaoh and his army die? They were drowned, right? In the Red Sea, they were drowned. And he, so the, the, the punishment fits the crime. And that's when justice, if you don't have God, you don't have... You don't have uh, 
the sacrifice of Jesus in your life, you know, Jesus took our punishment, but if you don't have that, your punishment is going to fit the, the crime that, that you committed. What about Haman? Remember what happened to Haman? Remember he built the gallows for Mordecai? And what, how did he die? There you go. On the very gallows he built to have Mordecai hung, he was hung on those very gallows. Don't you love when God turns the table around? So the third angel destroys the fresh water. Fourth angel, we won't go through the whole thing. He scorches men with heat from the sun. Men are going to be scorched with, uh, by the sun with the fourth uh, plague. Interesting, there will be global warming, but it's going to be caused by God and not by man. That's interesting. Fifth angel causes the kingdom of the beast to be turned to darkness. Interesting, all, many of these we've seen when, uh, during the time of Pharaoh. There was darkness on the land. There was, they had boils and all these kind of things. Sixth angel, we're just going to go through verses uh, 12 to, to 16. The sixth angel causes the river Euphrates to dry up. And the seventh angel causes great earthquakes to hit the earth. Every island is moved out of the place and every mountain is removed. And if that's not bad enough, there's hailstones that pelt the people that weigh a talent. And from my understanding, a talent is 75 to 100 pounds apiece. Could you imagine that? Getting pelted. My wife weighs 105 pounds, so... Sorry, honey, I gave your weight away, but (laughs) But I was just trying to think of what weighs like 100 pounds. You know what I find interesting with this also is that uh, in the book of Leviticus, they're blaspheming God, right? If you blaspheme God, the, the punishment was stoning. And here's a public stoning that God doesn't want to have to do, but he does 75 to 100 pounds. I don't know how big that hailstone would be. That's huge. But for the remaining time, I want to focus on verses 13 and 14. And it says, And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Doesn't this sound like a horror film or something? These unclean spirits are like frogs. And so you just see that the dragon is Satan himself. The Bible makes that very clear. The beast is the Antichrist. So you've got the beast, and then you have the false prophet. He's going to be the world religious. He's going to be the leader of the religious world. There's going to be a one world religion. So you see this trinity, this demonic trinity that takes place. But again, these frogs are coming out of their mouths. And what does it say in the next verse? For they are spirits of demons. So what's coming out of their mouths? These frogs, but they're spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth. Listen to this. And to the whole world. So these demons are going out. So you just see this picture, demons are coming out of their mouth. So inside, they're filled with these demons, but demons are released. And as these demonic spirits go out, it says, what do they do? And to gather the whole world and to gather them to the battle of the great day, excuse me, for the kings of the earth and the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. This is the battle of Armageddon. They're in Megiddo. So listen to this. These demons go out. And they're like frogs, and they're influencing, did you notice this? Not only the kings of the earth, but the whole world. The whole world hears these demons, and it's like the demons are going, go to Megiddo, go to Megiddo, go to Megiddo. Seriously, go to Megiddo, go to Megiddo. And these people are like, Megiddo. Serious, this is what's happening. People are just going to go, go to Megiddo. They're going. 
The leaders are going to hear, go to Megiddo, fight this battle. They're going. The, we're, the Euphrates River is going to dry up. The kings of the east are going to come. Most uh, believe it's at least China for sure, maybe Japan and all these other, and India. So the, it's going to dry up. So they're going to be able to come through where the Euphrates River was. They're going to be able to cross the Euphrates River to go in there to Israel. They're going to most likely come against the Antichrist at the time. And there's going to be this big, huge battle. But all the nations, this is going to be the battle of all battles in the valley of it's Jezreel. And it's a beautiful place. If you go to Israel in 2018 with us, you'll be able to see this place. I, I put a picture up. You can see part of it. That's the Valley of uh, Megiddo, better known as uh, Jezreel, the Jezreel Valley. And that's where the battle is going to take place. One of the most famous battlefields of, in all the world. Over 200 battles have been fought. A minimum of 200 battles have been fought right there in this place. And uh, Napoleon... When he went to Israel, he looked over this valley and he said, he said it was the most natural battlefield he has ever seen in all the world. The Battle of Armageddon. How do all the people get there? Because the demons said go. Why do they come from all over the world? Because they're influenced by demons. When I read that story, I'm like, could that, I mean, can that be real? People are going to actually hear from demons and they're going to just be, we got to go there. Do you ever get a thought in your mind? You're just doing something, you get a thought, and I, I attribute it to the Lord. The Lord will you know, speak to my heart and say, I want you to go do this. And you're like, you go do it, and you're like, wow, God, that's why you told me to do this or go there and do what you, and it's like, because you had a divine appointment here for me. And I, you know, that's a divine influence that we have as believers. We have divine influence. But the rest of the world, they have a demonic influence that influences them. And, and sometimes, you know, when people are in the world, I expect people to not be on the same page with me. Are you understanding me? And I think it's a healthy thing to do to realize that when people in the world aren't doing the things that are godly and the things that, that are of the Spirit, it's like, well, guess what, everybody? They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have divine influence. And they're influenced by, by the demonic realm. They're influenced by evil if they think so or not. I remember my sister telling me back before I was a Christian, she'd say something about, you know, you're influenced by the devil. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? She's, you know, I think she's crazy. But guess what? She was right. Everybody in the world will be influenced during this time. It's going to be so evil. They're going to listen to these demonic spirits and they're going to go to the, this valley here to fight the battle of Armageddon. And one thing just before... I don't want to forget this one point, is at, the, at this battle, this is the end of all battles, and this is when Jesus Christ comes back, and he's going to come with us on white horses, and Jesus is going to come to this battle, and they're going to turn their guns, basically, and their artillery facing to Jesus. They think they're going to fight Jesus, and guess what's going to happen? He's going to speak, and he's going to wipe everybody out. And we're going to be on white horses. I believe we're just going to be like, go, Jesus, go. We're not going to do anything. It doesn't say anywhere we're going to have swords in our, in our hands. It doesn't say anywhere we're going to have artillery. We're going to fight these guys. It doesn't say that. It says Jesus is going to lead the way. He's going to speak like, the, like a word is going to be like a sword that's going to go out of his mouth, and he's going to wipe out all the nations. Which side do you want to be on, the winning side or the losing side? You're going to want to be in the, this valley right here, or you're going to want to be dry, riding in, looking down on the valley? Are you going to want to be influenced by the demonic, or you do want to be influenced by the divine? What's influencing us? We have daily choices. Even though we're believers and we're influenced by the divine nature of God's Holy Spirit in our lives, we still have to make choices each and every day, don't we? We have a choice. Are we going to do things in the divine or are we going to do things in the demonic? 
Every single day. Paul the Apostle said, I die daily. I die daily. In other words, I, I die to my flesh. I die to the ways of this world. I, I die to the things of my past. I, and he says, I have to die daily to those things. Who can deliver me from this? And the answer is God. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.